0: So hello again guys. Hi. Yeah. Sorry I was running late. But uh, I had a I had a really good point. So I, I was gonna say like um we talked about you know a lot of stuff with the, the podcast last week and I did the other one with some guys from I used to work with and some guys you work with. And um, you know, we talked about how we both you know, like the, the original not the original, the prequel story. I actually think it wouldn't have been so bad if you spent more time on two and three with like um with like spread out the arc of um of like vader turning to the dark side as opposed to just doing it in three have that in both two and three because the one complaint he said is like there's not a lot of on camera time um or where you get to really know vader in the original trilogy which is kind of true a little bit
1: yeah i agree with i think someone said that they should have combined one and two into like one movie and then spread that out over two and three. I, I actually agreed with that. I thought like that transition was real quick. Um, but yeah. then again, I don't think there's a ton of depth to Vader, like once he turns to the dark side, like I, I don't know if there's like a movie's worth of like content to explore in my opinion. Like, I feel like we all know him pretty well. But maybe that was his point though, that we don't and we could.
0: Abby, have you done a lot of, read a lot of fan fiction and, and, and backstory about Vader? Or are you about to tell us that there's like
2: no no um the only um books that i've read with star wars are there's a timothy zahn uh trilogy and it doesn't talk about vader at all basically um it's after he's gone so uh i mean i love vader i i just i i don't know if i can pinpoint what about the prequels i agree one and two could have been shortened into one movie i think they did that on purpose because natalie portman had to have the hots for a kid who was just six in the first one. So they like had to spread it out. <laughs> uh, I, just, I don't know. It, it wouldn't find the writing, the acting, the overuse of CG and CGI or whatever,
1: just. Yeah. Eh. Well,
0: that, that's a good segue into, into Myra coming to the light side. And um, I think a movie that has limited CGI, which we all now love, all of us, not just me and Gabby, is Rogue One.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I didn't
2: see the other ones I didn't realize that you hadn't seen the first like the originals yet
1: so that's all rogue one when it came out like in the theater but I had not seen all the other movies at the time so like it's the same thing that happened this time like it didn't really hit me because I didn't understand like the context overall Um, and the most recent time like the second time I watched it was in order so like you know that comes before you know a new hope and all that kind of stuff so I hadn't yet gotten to it so this. It was much better, much better makes makes much more sense
0: <laughs> i'm glad 'm glad you realized that, but <laughs> I think we all realized a little bit more how how bad rise of Skywalker is unfortunately did, Gabby, did you watch it again yet? Uh,
2: I only got to watch part of it. my kid ended up having a fit
1: so, yeah to <laughs> me
2: but um, I, I watched it recently, I think before we talked last time, and it was uh, I still love it it's definitely um doing some fan service like everybody gets their ending but again that's just star wars that's what's
1: to love about it though that's yeah. that's what makes it that's what makes it so enjoyable is that you know yeah. a happy it's great ending. when it
2: needs to be but it's still yeah. star wars like it doesn't have to be super dark or whatever and everyone yeah. can be happy
1: and it feels
2: good so i don't know that's why like like.
1: someone somebody said um in the other podcast like it's like pizza it's like even when it's bad, it's good, like, right. yeah. you know, like yes. you can't ever really we'll for, bad, we'll you know, for. like in the grand cinema.
0: I, I did watch I did watch Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker back to back. So I, I, I do think Last Jedi is the better movie. Um, I think Rise of Skywalker, like it's 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 too much fan service to me. It's like it's like a soft reboot of The Last Jedi. Like, oh, we're going to fix this. But it's not it's not, it's not done any better. And um, I have a really, really good way to fix Rise Skywalker that I want to talk to you guys about. But, but in comparison to The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, how do you, how do you feel? Because I, I went back and watched The Last Jedi, and it wasn't that bad. Like, um, the casino scene really annoyed me the first time, and I, I still don't love um, Niso Dotoro's character. But uh, I, I like how they talked about the difference between the, like, the thin line between the good, like, the good and evil and i didn't realize that there's a kid at the end of one um, from the casino town that um, you know that has force powers i missed that initially which kind of like pulls it together like oh why did they go there oh they went there to explain this whole correlation between good it's a and evil. big
2: moment in the last like 3 seconds of the movie so it's, yeah. you're not if you blink you miss it and it's, it, it it creates a, a whole new level to that movie which i don't know if i like or not <laughs> The idea of like anyone having the force i, I don't know because I, I don't know i don't know it feels <laughs> I mean, sacred to me so it's hard yeah. to go like when you go completely in a different way uh, on your own I, I appreciate and respect the vision but it just it felt way too far off base
0: no i can see that
2: but it is better than i remember although i was enjoying it and enjoying it until they got to the uh general leia organa kind of floating through space like that just oh yeah
0: that's a bad scene
2: oh so bad it's so bad i just I, i'm like oh that's why i was kind of like mm, with this movie when i saw it in the theater and, yeah. and i didn't hate it it's just yeah. it really yeah. depended on where they went but for me personally with Ray's lineage and they did fine like the third one explains it and i i i enjoyed it i yeah. it was better the third time
0: <laughs> i i like the whole the whole concept well this is the whole thing right if you and, and this this goes back to the point I might, the issue I might have, right? So if this is going to be like the, this trilogy and there's going to be a new trilogy, right? Where do you go if you've narrowed your universe and said that um, the Force powers are only really limited to people that have, you know, like this this great lineage, like either you're a, you're a, a Palpatine or a Skywalker. How do you go? Where do you go with that? Like Kenobi.
2: Which is what I was hoping Ray was going to be, but that's a whole other.
0: I <laughs> like that. That would have
2: been better. I I understood why they went where they did because they have to show that anyone can be pulled over to the dark side, that it is a very gray area. Like you said in Last Jedi, uh, so both sides were using the smugglers for things, so it wasn't just the bad guys, and the lines get blurry. And I
0: yeah. think that
2: you can draw that in parallels in everyday life, but um, I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> so I do have a good way to fix Rise of Skywalker that I want to talk to you about, both of mm-hmm. you about. So, I'm all about diversity and inclusion as a minority like both of you. Um, but I don't like how they sideline Rose's character, especially after watching The Last Jedi. Even if you didn't like her character, mm-hmm. you know, like it. Once again, it goes back to like that that arc. Right? She was very gun ho especially after her sister died. About helping, then she's like, "Oh, I'm going to stay back and help help General Leia." Like, yeah doesn't really make a lot of sense. And then you bring in a new character. I'm happy to see a black woman there as a love interest or it was kind of a weird interest with, um, with Finn's character. So this is the theory, this is the idea I have, right? If you're going to bring in a new character, who's ultimately going to be gone after this trilogy, right? Why not make her just more awesome? So we talk about the issue of, um, of Adam driver not really having a story arc, you bring in palpatine, it causes some issues right why don 't you have that that black female character be a Sith apprentice for adam driver so she 's an apprentice for adam driver they 're both on this he 's on this crusade to find um, you know because I felt like at the end of the, at the end of the last jedi right is essentially they 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 have their resistance on the run right Why do you need to go and like, she, like 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 Ray says, why do you need to go and serve another master? But I think in the same way that Ray was going and trying to communicate with all the Jedi, I think you could have even done something similar, having Adam Driver's character Kylo Ren trying to go and learn more, find his ultimate power through the Sith, but still for him to become a Sith master, a Sith lord, and then you have um, that that black female character, and I'm sure both of you, I think. Can easily understand how a woman, you know, especially a woman of color, could easily become a Sith Lord. <laughs> I, think, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of good dynamics there. I think it's very relatable. But then, um, essentially, you know, I, I really like the scene where, um, you know, uh, it, it felt weird in the way they constructed it. But I really like the scene where um, Kylo Ren almost kills Ray and then. Um, Leia communicates with him through the force, he stops, he stabs, Ray stabs him, um, and then and then use the force powers on the heal him, and then you have Han Solo. But I felt like it felt that scene felt too early in the movie. Like if you move that towards the end, and as part of his arc, like the rise of Skywalker is essentially like Ren's extension to, to the dark side, him becoming trying to become a Sith Lord, and then he's trained this young apprentice. And then you have that scene um, and then kind of the, 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 the black female apprentice feels like he's abandoning her. She rises ascension to the, to, the, to the Sith Lord and then he has to intervene and stop her or whatever but that way you see more of a real arc of, of Kylo Ren and Adam Driver and you, you, you have a great actor like that so utilize him and then kind of the if you're going to use the tag rise of skywalker it would be him ascending to to power and then realizing that you know moving coming back to the light side and then you know like there's build up the love interest between him and right because watching again i'm like i thought like you gabby i'm like no 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 they're gonna kiss again and it's so hollow. Like I don't feel invested in like their yeah. romance at all. No.
2: Mm-hmm. They were like cousins. Just yeah. Yeah. so that it's is my
0: <laughs> so that is my my how I fix Rise of Skywalker. What do you guys think?
2: I think you should write
1: some fan fiction oh, and have some
2: fans.
0: <laughs> <laughs> definitely I think you put a lot of thought in that.
2: I <laughs> no, I hear you. I think her name is Jenna. I wanna. I don't wanna be disrespectful.
1: Because
2: I really liked yep. her. Right? I liked her character. Mm-hmm. Um. I can't speak as to why they got the way they stopped using Rose in the third one. It was funny because when I first watched, like when I saw it in the theater, I'm like, oh no, she was in there. And then I rewatched it at home. I'm like, yeah, they really cut her out. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: I'm uh, Princess Leia or Leia um, dying with the Force Ghost stuff so early in the third one. I'm curious if that has anything to do with like when she died, if it was like a timing thing. I mean, they could have stretched certain scenes, I'm sure, but. Maybe, I don't know. Um, I thought it was a little early too. Yeah.
0: It's a good scene. Like it, it's really profound and but it's it's it seems too early in the grand scheme of the movie.
2: Yeah. That that seems like it would be more of a I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they just wanted to make sure that everybody was paying attention in the middle of the movie as well as at the end.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Well, um Sunday is Mother's Day, so uh, I wanted to kind of like talk a little bit more um about about why I think both of you guys are awesome um you know obviously you love science fiction and 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 things like that, and just have a lot of really cool interests. but I wanted to like bring this back to to just recognizing diversity and inclusion, which is something like the goal of mine, especially with with projects like these, you know finding cool ways to recognize people that I think are cool um so I wanted to have you know each of you kind of talk about. Um, you no, know, like obviously, you know, being mothers, but also, I think I've known you guys before you were mothers. I actually like feel weird, like putting I I put like first names and last names in my phone, so I really wanted to put like the last names that I know you guys. I'm like, I don't know this. I don't know Myra Chappis. I know Myra Thompson. I don't know, I don't know Gabby Gabby Cumberbatch. I know Gabby Powell. So, but, it seems like so long ago. Yeah.
2: I know, I know. There's only twenty
0: year I- anniversary is coming up. Yeah. yeah we are next old. year yeah next year yeah.
2: yeah i mean do they do those anymore like do they do like reunions or anything or? well
0: they, they do i'm assuming that the people that are um running it yeah. don't watch it <laughs> they they've attempted and i feel like
1: it's too expensive like the last time they tried like how much it costs to go with like no one would. Was- like buying tickets because it was like a hundred dollars or something crazy you know and like, like cash bar can... who was the cash bar like yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i didn't even
2: get that far I was, thinking, I, was, I was looking into i know they did like an impromptu something i think it fire orders and uh, i was thinking about right. golf, it just didn't work oh, out fire
0: oh. <laughs> yeah
2: and uh yeah i don't i don't remember i just when you see everybody on facebook all the time like i feel like now everybody doesn't feel like they haven't seen each other in 20 years yeah you don't lose touch yeah it's not the right. same I feel like I know more about, more. <laughs> and the people that I was friends with in high school. Like, uh, I I hope they're doing well. But I I yeah. talked to Nikki Ulick still, and that's not even that often because life just yeah. gets away. But yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um. So in, so, in twenty years, like it's been rolled. Um. In twenty years, how how have you guys changed? Um. I know I know I know a little bit about your jobs, but talk a little bit more about you know what you guys are doing these days. Um. You know. Motherhood um, and just just you know how you have both changed and and evolved over over the years. Um, us being from South Jersey, and maybe realizing that South Jersey is like the Deep South. That is a lot of content in one. Do <laughs> you want me
1: to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I still feel like I'm in high school. If I'm honest, most days, like I don't feel like we're as old as we are, like we're pushing, we're starting to get towards, like, 40, and I'm, like, you know, when you're younger, and you think 40 is, like, you know, like, the end of life, and then the closer you get to it, and you're, like, we're still kids inside, all of us, um, it feels like that, especially having, having kids, having teenagers now, which is creepy, like, I, I, I don't know, I feel like, I don't, the way I looked at my parents when I was my kid's age is, is, I think about my kids looking at me like that and I'm like, no, like, <laughs> no, you know, like, it's just, it's weird. It's weird. And especially for me, you know, I have a lot of kids and they're like a range of age. So the difficulty for me in parenting is that the way you parent, a, you know, a three-year-old is not the same as a 14 year old, which isn't the same as a six-year-old, you know, like it's, it's, it's a different approach you have to take with each child and it's hard to like, manage all that at once because it's just a lot like it's just you have to recognize the need like not only like the need age but like each kid different like all my kids can be more different so like each one needs something different developmentally and you know emotionally and like i just ah, that's it's a lot of stuff to contain in like one person um so that's what i do with my life all day is just you know cry in the corner um, when no one's asking for a snack, <laughs> Just like Sorry, all I really have a <laughs> yeah, which is all the time, you um, no, but um, it's tough, like, I work full-time, um, I work from home, you know, even during non-quarantine time, I work from home, so um, this time right now kind of sucks, because everyone's here, too, so, like, trying to still work, you know, I'm a supervisor at my job, um, so trying to still work, and, like, having all that background noise is yeah, not not fun. Um, Job-wise, I work for um, an agency that partners with um, the Division of Developmental Disabilities, which is a state um, division that caters to individuals with um, intellectual and physical disabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, we help manage um, their support needs, uh, coordinate, manage their support needs. Um, so I've been doing that for about two two and a half years now. Um, I'm a supervisor now. It's a great job. Um, I like it. I get to work from home. You know, sometimes, usually we're out and about, you know, for meetings and things, um, but for the most part, we work from home, which is worked really well with my, the rest of my life, um, with having, you know, a whole gaggle of children. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's part that was part of the, the allure of the job when I got into it, because um, I had a baby at the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, Things things have you know changed quickly. That's for sure. Um, you know, I got pregnant the summer after I um, finished college, so like there was no um, kind of downtime between you know being a student and an adolescent and you know a young adult to being a mom. Um, it was like you know right there. And then you know when I had Miles, you know who was you know severely disabled. Um, that obviously, you know, made me grow up real quick, you know, I had a lot of responsibility, um, probably more than most people have at that, at that age, um, so I, I grew, I feel like I grew, I feel like I'm too mature, like, it's hard, I don't know how to have fun with, with my kids sometimes, because I'm constantly worried about, like, all the things that need doing, you know, um, and there's always, you know, so many things that need doing, that it can be hard to just stop, and just, like, treat them like children, you know, and, and, and have fun, and play and stuff like that um i wasn't that kind of kid to begin with you know like i wasn't the one out you know get, doing dress up and you know all that kind of stuff I, I wasn't like that i'm serious as a kid too so um it makes sense but i feel like if you um you know it goes by so quick it really does um and having a kid that's already you know passed away at 10 is like it, it's a big reminder of how quickly it, it really goes you know 10 years is, sounds like a lot when you're talking about something but when you're talking about your kids it's like you know it's like a fan of snap you know it's so quick and um so i've i've had to learn in the last year especially to just like slow down and like take step back and just enjoy it and that like not everything is the end of the world and you know like if they skip that day you know they're just dirty for a day like it's fine you know like and that's but, really hard. yeah it's hard to let that kind of stuff go because uh
2: when you're a mom whether whatever the age is or however long you're doing it or how many kids you have you are their means of survival and, and they're your responsibility and that's that so when you skip bath day it's like okay okay bath day but you kind of you, you figure it out yeah it's just it's just a matter of breathing and and just kind of sitting down having time for yourself and I'm grateful that I do have that kind of time. Um, it's not going to last so I'm trying to be in the moment and be present and all that whatever <laughs> while well, I'm here with her because I get to I'm a stay-at-home mom. I don't have to work right now. Um, she's not in school yet. She starts in September and it's, it, I'm, it's hard because we want to go out and do things all the time and then with all this hitting now it's hard to Uh, be home all day every day my husband works from home and so it's been about three and a half years with the kid yeah and him working from home around the same time um we're sort of used to it not much has changed but there is definitely like a stir craziness going on and it's not easy to entertain a three-year-old especially my three-year-old who is like she's just constantly on (laughs) all the time she wakes up talking. She goes to bed talking. There's really just a lot of screaming in between. And she's happy and she's she's whatever. But I mean, it's, it is emotionally draining with just one. Like, all I want to do is sit down for two seconds and it just doesn't get to happen. <laughs> and usually I'm okay with it. Some days are better than others. Um, I know that she is awesome and I know that I'm doing an okay job because I'm doing an okay job. She's, she's fine. <laughs> There's really... I, I try really hard not to keep up with the Joneses online, Um, I unfollowed every parenting page and mommy group and things like that, because some of it's helpful and a lot of it isn't, and a lot of it, even if you don't realize you're doing it, um, subconsciously you find yourself being like, well, my kid isn't doing that yet, or, well, my kid doesn't have that type of playrooms, you know, like stupid little bullshit that don't matter, and and it was, it's just, you, as soon as you don't see them anymore, it's just it's out of sight, out of mind. Like, you don't have to worry about it, you know? I'll, my parents didn't have this when they were growing up, and that's one of the things that I'm really trying to stick with. Um, if, they can, if they can do it, I can do it. It's not a big deal, you know? But, um, but again, some days are harder than others, and it's really a day-to-day thing. The weird thing, what Myer said about feeling like you're still in high school it's hard to be the adult in every situation like really hard because she'll say some shit and I all I want to do is laugh and I can't and that's I mean it's a funny problem to have but happens all the time and you still have to be like the uh the disciplinarian while you're also laughing at what they're saying and I don't know I don't know I don't think I'm ever going to resolve that one that's fine
1: but uh, yeah that's like a personality thing I think that's just the way we're I buy my kids are, all my kids are smart asses, all of them. <laughs> it's just that's that gene that's just run through but yeah um
0: I, th- I think you mentioned something good about the parenting stuff and the parenting books and the guides and the pages um uh, I guess you know as someone that' getting more involvement in parenting and you know maybe become a step parent one day um what would you go back and tell a younger version of yourself about parenting, about being a mother.
1: So I didn't want to have kids when I was, before I got pregnant, I didn't want to have kids. And I told myself I, I wouldn't have kids, but I just wasn't like built like that, you know? Um, and then I had kids and of course that, that changed everything. Um, what I would tell myself is to not use my childhood experience as my kids childhood experience. Because I think that, um, you know, one thing we do a lot is we say, well, that's the way my parents did it. So and I turned out okay kind of thing, you know, but my kids aren't me, you know, and so they, they require something different of me. And I try not to, um, as best I can. Um, it's, a really, it's a really hard, like, cycle to break as well. Um, it, it requires being, you know, really cognizant of how you are as a parent. Um, And it can, it requires a lot of like, in the moment, like, changing of your behavior. Um, But I try to just, to just treat my kids like individuals and also let them be kids. Um, I think that a lot of times we force kids to kind of grow up sooner than they need to. Um, And I I don't want, I think that that creates a lot of things in the future um, that we all get to work out in therapy. So I try to like you know, kind of nip that in the bud when I find myself hurting it. That's really hard. That's a problem that
2: I have uh, trying to like just let her be a kid without like automatically like, no, don't do that. Like, because you're going to spill something or like, if it's a thing, who cares? Like, it's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. Trying to relax a little bit on those types of things and not have everything be like a meltdown on my end or hers. And uh, it's a lot harder than I thought it would be.
1: (laughs) Definitely, yeah. I think one of the things that's really really difficult about um, parenthood, motherhood, you know, is is keeping who you are, like within. Me my next question. Yeah, oh. like within, like the, you know, the the bigger world of being a mom. Because I think a lot of moms um, don't know who they are besides being their kid's mom. You know, mm-hmm. like it's hard to still be an individual um, and have like personal goals that don't have anything to do with your kids. You know, because so much of your life, you know, revolves around around them. Um, But I think it's important as well. Um, I think it helps to kind of fight off that fatigue that we feel about being moms or being, you know, like kind of unfulfilled in a way. Um, If we can kind of maintain, you know, personal, um, you know, interests, hobbies, goals, you know, other things, but without being selfish about doing that, because then. You're not momming when you're doing that, and you know, um, I think that there's a lot of guilt that comes with that. Yeah, no,
2: I agree 100%. It's uh, it, it's funny because you know, I I before I was a mom, I could be hard on myself, but it wasn't that big of a deal, and I don't think I've ever been harder on myself than since having Owen. Like just some of the like, and not and just unnest like irrational kind of things, like just really down on myself in general. If I don't do a great job as a mom one day, and then it sort of trickles into just how I feel about myself about other things, I have nothing to do with how I was a parent that day, and that's that's. It's hard to tell yourself like it's okay, like not a big deal, because you're the one feeling it, and you're the one that had the bad day. But um it it, it is hard to to for the guilt. It, the guilt part is much more excessive than I thought it was going to be, <laughs> and the anxiety. But really, just for my own personal, it's just it's. It's hard. It's hard to get through. but it's, it's just a matter of pushing through it. It's it's hard to explain. It's just you just be, sort of becomes your groove one day, and that's it. And that's just the life that you live. And I didn't think that was ever going to happen until one day I woke up and it just. I'm a mom. It's fine. That's how it goes. And it's weird to think back on that I'm anyone's mom, but uh, it's just weird. Like it's like I'm like wait, because like you said, like you remember your mom at the, at your age now, and it's a totally different like. I remember my mom when she was 36, and it was,
1: doesn't feel like it was that long ago, but it feels like it was forever ago. It's just, yeah.
2: it's just yeah. weird.
1: I feel like I, I felt like my mom was not all that cool. And I feel like my, <laughs> you know, because she was, you know, 36, 37, whatever. And, and I feel like my kids probably think that about me, and inside I'm like, fuck it, I'm cool, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I mean, I know, you know, things are a lot different, in, you know, now than when our moms were our age. Um, Just, you know, society, life is just different. Um, But I I just, I remember, I I have always thought of my parents as kind of being old, you know, even when they weren't. And now we're them. And I'm like, we're not old. Like, not yet.
2: I feel like I still have another five years before I can start saying, like, officially. Not
1: even. Like, I feel like, like, 50 is, like, you don't even start saying you're old until you're, like, 50. Like, I don't know. Like, too soon. (laughs) Yeah, no. and by the time we're 50 our kids will be like you know in college and that's just like oh, that blows my mind as well you know I have you know um, two of my kids will be teenagers I mean freshmen next year it's like that's crazy to me you know
2: yeah my sister has um he was freshman this year he's gonna be 15 in June and it's just bizarre like yeah. I remember vividly being 15 years old <laughs> yeah. and knowing that, yeah, he- that- and like whatever he's experiencing it's just it's just surreal because I was there the day he was born and it that's another it feels like it was forever ago but it feels like it was literally yesterday like just very bizarre.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah um now Gabby you said something that that I, I've heard you know from my friends that are that are moms. Um and I wanted to get a little bit of your perspective on it both and kind of use that as kind of a segue in some of the you know stuff we were talking about about maybe next episode and things about the future. But um Gabby you first kind of going from the position of being you know uh you know working and then becoming a stay-at-home parent and then having that that sense of guilt about whether or not you should go back out into the workplace you know, mm-hmm. i definitely heard have heard of that um talk a little bit about more about that and still retaining like some of your identity still finding things that motivate you um and you know like talk about that experience
2: you know it was it was easy Going off from maternity leave, having a kid, and then about a couple months in the lack of structure that you went from having like you know eight to five Monday through Friday was my job. Um, front office construction workplace, but um, executive assistant, paperwork, just did whatever. not hard work, but it was still structured work, went in, enjoyed my coworkers, and then to come out be home all the time basically wear sweatpants every day no makeup your sleep schedule is something that i can't even begin to explain depending on the kid that you have and the kid i had (laughs) uh just you become a, a walking meal it's just a very it's a very weird abrupt transition in your life and you can either not deal with it or deal with it and I'm very grateful I had my mom here for a few weeks with me, stayed at the house and was actually able to help me, which I think (laughs) just mentally, I think that helped me out a whole lot. Um, But, you know, you get into the groove and I said it earlier, it just sort of starts clicking, but then you start realizing that you need to be doing something else, at least me. Like, I'm not content just sitting here, you know, even if, you know, we're playing and painting and doing coloring books and doing all that stuff. Yeah, it's fun stuff, but I, I, I think more than that um, not having a, a conversation with an adult for most of the day is way harder than I ever thought it would be. As soon as Brad comes downstairs from work at like six o'clock at night, like I just like, just everything, explodes. Like literally everything. And it's, uh, you try not to, and I see myself doing it. And I can't stop myself because I just got to get all these, everything out that isn't to a three-year-old and, uh, he's wonderful and he takes it all in stride. Um, while trying to be present and trying to enjoy the time that I have there, because I know it's not going to last the way that it is not having to work or not in school, us being able to do whatever we want. I think has made me a little lazy when it comes to any of my personal goals. There are things that I want to do for myself, things that I need to get motivated to do, even just like working out and eating well for my own personal to writing more, I'm starting to write again, um, things that I've wanted to do that I've kind of put off that I'm starting to think, if I'm not doing it now when no one's really allowed to leave the house, then I'm never going to do it. And then I'm going to start working in a couple years again. And it's, it's I'm not going to have time then. So if I don't sit down and do it now, so I've been trying and it's been okay. It's just a process. And, um, but, it, but even if it's just a, something that no one ever reads and it's just like my own personal journal, at least I sat down and did something that didn't involve wiping a butt or feeding a meal to a child, you know? something <laughs> different, but that's all very preliminary. But um, yeah, it, uh, it's, it's. I can't wait to go back to work. And I feel like, a, I kind of feel like a bit of an asshole saying that. Like, I don't enjoy my kid, but uh,
1: I can't wait to go back to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there has to be a balance. Like, yeah. you know, even with, with, you know, even people who work and have, like, my, you know, I'm my kids are home now because we're quarantined. I'm like why why isn't school opening like don't they know what we're going through like can we put, you know like it's just you're not meant to like spend all day every day with like i'm not i put that out i'm not meant to spend all day every day with any person like other than myself like,
2: a lot of people
1: are trying that about themselves now yeah that's just how i roll like me alone is fine but like i just it's a lot so i wouldn't don't feel bad that like you're ready for like a change in your life, or it doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean you love your kid any less, or, you know, anything, and, you know, she's, I don't wanna say she's not gonna miss you, but like, she's gonna be experiencing, you know, all these new things in her life when she started going to school, and she, you know, she's gonna be super excited. Um, and that's all part of her development, you know, as a person. And you continue your development as a person, too, I, I you know, so. with writing and all that other stuff that kind of, you know, propels you forward as an individual. You know.
2: It's freaking hard. I used to write all the time when I was younger and, and like actually to put and on, um, I can, I love reading and I appreciate, I was an English major, like lit major, and I've been reading a whole lot and it's, uh it's, I'm good at critiquing it. And then when you sit down to try to write down your own ideas.
1: it's Oh, so- I hear you as someone who, who writes too, and I know exactly how you feel, and I'm in the same boat, Where like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to publish again this year, and I'm like, I have this all the time now, you know, we're home, I don't have to run out to any meetings, and it's like, it's hard to, to, to be in that groove, or to, you know, be in that mindset, you know, because there's always other things that you can do, yeah, um, that seem more important sometimes than that, um, and it's, it can be tough to have like the inspiration and the the time, the motivation all like match up at the same time.
2: Inspiration, especially right now. I mean, unless you're writing about the inside of your own house, it's really hard to get inspired or feel inspired. And, and I've had zero focus. And I know that that's not, I like, the first four weeks we were all in, I couldn't even pick up a book to read for pleasure. Like I couldn't do anything. Uh, I just, I couldn't concentrate long enough to actually like take in any information that wasn't, the news. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then that wore off and you know, things kinda got into a groove and I just started reading again. But to actually sit down and write anything down, like kudos to anybody right now. It's it's really hard. So it's just sort of been a lot of BS here and there. And again, I even mean, if it's just a hobby and it's just, you know, something I can read back to myself. At least I know I did something that wasn't parenting.
0: Yeah. yeah. Abby, who was our English teacher again?
2: Yeah, here, here Uh, Mr. Evans.
0: That's right. I, I want to say Mr. Everett, but that was Miss um, Everett's husband or ex-husband. But yeah, Mr. Yeah. Everett.
1: I had Mrs. Everett. Mrs. Everett.
2: Was, did she marry Mr. Fortis? Who married Mr. Yeah, Fortis? Um, I can't
1: remember. <laughs> Hughes. That was Mrs. Hughes. Hughes, okay. Yeah. Right. I, I, I remember the name, but I can't remember. Yeah, I couldn't remember what her name was before Fortis. <laughs> she was my tennis coach. I'm like, she was just, there a Miss I don't know. Ms.
2: Newman, I think, was English in 10th
1: grade.
2: Yeah, I think so. I didn't like her very much, and then she went on one of the choir trips, and she was
0: awesome.
1: <laughs> I don't remember. She's fun.
0: <laughs> um, as far as writing, you guys were talking about, I, I lo- also love writing. I don't, I don't write nearly as much as I should, but you guys were talking about some books. Um, what, do you, what are you guys reading? What do you, you want to read? Um, and I was going to ask you, Myra, what you were, what you were writing as well. Oh goodness,
1: you've got the good stuff. Um, I am working on another, um, so I I published three books, um, a a novella, a short story collection, and a poetry collection. So I'm working on another set of short stories, um, very, very slowly working um, on that. It took me three weeks um, the last time I wrote it, so I, I feel like I should be able to do that, the same, you know, this time around, but life is just, in such a different place than it was, you know, four years ago. Um, I'm reading, currently I'm reading Dune, um, so I'm prepared for if and when the movie comes out, because um, Timothy Chalamet is Mabu. boo. <laughs> um, so I'm, and I'm not the huge, I'm actually not a big science fiction reader, um, so it takes me a little longer to get through books like that, um, because they're just not, like, just that input of information just takes me longer. Um, so I'm reading Dune, and I'm also reading, um, there's a movie, a Scorsese movie a couple of years ago called Silence, which is about two priests that um, went from Portugal to Japan, like uh, in the 14- Yeah, yeah, the, the 150- Scorsese movie. 100- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the well, Scorsese on? It yeah, it it's based on a, based on a book, um, so I'm also reading that, um, which is, it's, it's, it's funny because the book is like, 200 pages long, and you know, I'm sure this Scorsese movie is like three hours long, so it's how he managed to bring you know, three hours worth of material out of a 200 page book is impressive. Yeah, um, I can't believe I even heard of that. That's really funny that I literally have yeah, Andrew Adam Driver is one of the priests, and um, Andrew Garfield, yes, yeah. two yeah. priests, and Liam Neeson is like the
0: older priest
1: guy. I yeah, it came out <laughs> okay. Uh, movie. I'll, look, I'll look up the
0: year while you, while you talk, Abby.
1: Yeah, I want to say it's like 2015, 2016, something like that, maybe. Maybe even a little more recent. That's yeah.
2: weird. Um, I'm not writing anything, you know, I, I'm not really sure. I have no idea what it's going to be. Short stories are my absolute favorite, but um, I don't know if that's what I would start with. Um, I have no idea. Maybe it is. Maybe it'll be poetry. Maybe it'll be literally nothing. <laughs> I have no idea. It's just for fun. Um, I'm reading right now or I just finished uh, the institute by Stephen King and I love it, on your instagram it was really good it was yeah. good. i was um I, I the only other king i 've ever read was thinner and I was like twelve maybe thirteen so i don 't really remember much of it. I remember it being really creepy um, but the institute was really good. I definitely recommend it it's long. Is it 's long like a is it like a thriller it, yeah it 's like a sci fi more sci-fi thriller than it is any type of horror like there's okay. not really not really horrific <laughs> in any way i yeah, thought it was i thought it was really good i think what he watched some stranger things and had some ideas gotcha
1: yeah
0: so whatever
1: what what what's that i was asking Gabby, she said she just finished that so i was asking what was the thing she's reading yeah. right now
2: i'm reading daisy jones and the six um it's about it's it's about a fake band from the 70s and it's, it almost reads like a Rolling Stone interview and it's loosely based on Fleetwood Mac when they wrote Rumors, like how the band just completely collapsed, but it was an amazing album. Um, I just started it today and I'm only in like the first couple chapters. It seems pretty interesting. I don't know if, if the whole thing reads like an interview. I don't know how crazy about that I am, but I'll, I'll give it a whirl. We'll see how it, it's for a friend's book club. This is our first book, so I'm excited to talk about it
1: whatever happened with the other book club
2: i guess we're on hiatus um (laughs) my my sister-in-law started it for um she started it for uh for basically for anybody that's busy working moms uh women who just don't have a lot of time who want to read but can only read things that are kind of light or fluffy or you know nothing classic we'll put it that way and so I don't mind reading it they're always quick reads but some of them have just been it's just the same book with a different title and I can't do it anymore so when my other girlfriend asked me if I wanted to do like a digital zoom meeting type of book club I was like yep let's do that yes please and uh I trust her taste she has good taste so and a lot of her to be read pile looks a lot like mine so hopefully hopefully all of our choices will be good ones or at least interesting ones and not a murderous wife that's all or possibly murderous wife you find it it's the husband and she's also an alcoholic and there's also some neighbor that screws it's just it's the same story over and over with like
1: lifetime
0: lifetime movies and
2: And i don't watch lifetime so it's really (laughs) i don't like it at all
0: (laughs) but you have been watching insecure my are you watching insecure i need to catch up i need to catch up i i i'm like
1: Halfway through season three, I was watching it like on time, and then season three, I kind of dropped off, and then I haven't seen season four, so I yes, it is all on my list. of things, But I really liked
0: the first couple of seasons.
1: I'm, I think yeah, it's hilarious.
0: you talk, yeah. talk a little bit about *Insecure* without spoiling it for Myra.
2: I'm trying to think of how I can talk about it without spoiling it.
0: Um We can talk about the 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 flow of the sea of the season.
2: I I. I without giving away too much this season i really wanted to see like i want to see Issa do well because she's she's been trying and there's just been so much not not just drama but like there's just always some shit and she's she's coming up getting it done and then there's just of course something else has to go wrong and it's like something that i'm actually more upset going wrong than her and this and her success it's I don't know how to talk about it.
1: without. <laughs> I, don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything. I'm, a big I'm actually not one of those people that mind spoilers. Like, spoilers don't ruin, don't ruin things for me. So don't feel like you have to. You know,
0: I, I, I have enjoyed the, like, it's sad. Uh, I think Molly's my favorite character on the show. She's really
2: pissing um, me off, though.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but I've, I've enjoyed, like, the, the, the exploration of their relationship and, uh, and, and of her character. I think she's easily the most, has the most depth. I know people love Kelly, um, and, and... No, Molly's Brooke.
2: my favorite. Molly's my favorite character. That's why she's yeah. pissing me off. <laughs>
0: yeah, but just a, 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 an amazingly well-written character. I mean, definitely can piss you off, but I think just a really, really well-written character. I thought the, um, I thought the episode with, um, you know, with the Thanksgiving one was really good. It's
1: a very good episode. Yeah. I, was I enjoyed fine. the dynamic of their relationship. Um, quite a bit that's probably my favorite part about
0: the show oh, I, I think they do a really good job of like of exploring the dynamic of, of yeah. women especially women of color it's just really really well written
2: I agree it, without spoiling too much here
0: doesn't I, care. It, her, the,
2: very, the very beginning of season four starts with Issa on the phone saying that her and Molly aren't really friends anymore to whomever she's talking about and the rest of the season goes on to, as a kind of a I guess a flashback four months before um and you're just basically watching their friendship sour and it's really it makes me really sad because they're like but they're my favorite television best friends right now because they're honest but they're silly and I laugh with my sister in the same way like we just and there are things that I can say to her that like you could say to your best friend that might not be properly portrayed on other shows um but to watch them kind of have a falling out. And I think it's sad because it's completely real life. Like that really happened. And it doesn't get portrayed a lot or very accurately, or it's like a fight and then they're friends again the next episode or two. And that's not always how it works out. And just like, it it feels very honest the way that that it's being written, but it still sucks. (laughs) I hope they figure it out, but it's, it's it's been hard to watch, but in a really good way, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely the, watching.
0: <laughs> and I think that's one thing that makes the show great. Um, well, yeah, I mean, any other TV shows or things you guys have been checking out recently? We kind of explore Never and wrap ending. up the, the the things that make you guys the wonderful people that aren't just mothers, <laughs> addition to being mothers.
1: Um, yeah, that's a that's a that's a tough. You know, that's a tough task. I mean, I I have a list of TV shows that I'm always like watching and i like literally i have a list like a written out list and i rotate them and like when i'm finished something i take it off the list and i move something else like up in there um so there's always there's all you know there's no shortage of uh, i think guys like we could talk about like streaming services better than i can talk about like tv like individual tv shows because we have them all um i can't, i can't think of I'll have to think. Go to Gabby, and I'll, I'll come back. I'll
2: I, I have not watched anything new. Um, I ended up re-watching Battlestar Galactica because they ran a whole marathon on sci-fi, So I watched that again. It was fantastic. Um, Parks and Recreation is my absolute favorite show. I watch it every night before I go to bed. And when I say every night, I mean literally every night. Um, it's just one of those things. I think a lot of people do that with, like, The Office. But I, and The Office is good. I started
1: watching The Office recently. I'm, like, um, just in the second season, I think. I stopped watching it, like, like the show that everyone like people talk about and stuff um, and I can't get over how much of an asshole Steve Carell is um, no, he's like he's so and, it was hard it was uncomfortable so, so yeah it's, especially because you like, like you don't know him as that to start with and you know him as like some of the other characters he's played <laughs> and to see him like be a dick is like oh man um, he's actually in a really good show uh, called The Morning Show which is on Apple TV Plus um, with is, is him it good? And I haven't I heard anything about it Jennifer Aniston, a, yeah. yeah, and he, he kind of plays like um like a like a, again like a Matt Lauer kind of character where he's on like a morning show and he gets accused of like sexual assault oh, okay. um and he gets fired off the show and you know and, um, Jennifer Aniston is like his co-host on the show and Reese Witherspoon is like this you know hard-hitting reporter you know yada yada it's a really good show um, but to see him be like the ball like when they kind of replay the whole um, incident that led him to be fi- you know, fired and like yeah, it's just so creepy to see anybody but to see someone like that who's kind of a comedic you know more of a comedic actor look at that good husband good job brad um it's really tough but i am also watching the office yeah. but that's a good show if you're looking for something
2: the, and you know, I've been wondering about that. I don't have Apple TV, I don't think. I, I'm so bad with technology. I, we might have it, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, that's been on my list because I really like Jennifer Aniston a lot. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, she won the, I think the SAG Award for this she show. Got she got nominated for something. Yeah, like yeah she, she's actually really good. They're all really good. The three, the three leads are all really good on the show, actually. The Office is
2: funny, but my very unpopular opinion is that Parks and Recreation is way funnier.
1: I've tried, I, I've actually, I've seen maybe the first four episodes of Parks and Rec, because again, like I know it's one of those shows that people just love, like Community and Arrested Development or like, you know, these the that years people years. just like really get into, so I try, I tried Parks and Rec. And you a the first season, you gotta get through the
2: first two seasons. Yeah, that's true. I mean, then, then it's not, you know, and I got through them, but I'll rewatch them anytime because I still think that they're hilarious, but they're definitely not their shining moments after season two ends really at the end of season 2 it gets incredibly good but but you know it's whatever
1: shit creek is another good um oh. comedy that i'm working my way through as well which one obsidian creek again shit creek oh, i do are you just trying to get me to say shit creek or- shit creek <laughs> <laughs> That's funny it, it yeah. just ended I I- it,
2: um that show is incredible we started watching yeah. my husband and i started watching like kind of from the beginning Uh, caught up very quickly I think we we started when season two started and
1: uh, it's so good yeah I'm almost through season two (laughs) yeah I love David David is my favorite character and I just I love it when he talks the mom is my least favorite she gets on my nerves at least through season two she gets on my nerves so much even more than the sister which is i'll oh. tell you
2: the beginning of the show stevie and david were my favorites and I by by the too. end of the show um alexis was my favorite
1: really oh all right i gotta wait for that that uh twist <laughs> yeah the
2: whole show and i i hated all of them when it first started You're kind of supposed to because they're so yeah. cool and
1: titled and yeah
2: and um, it is incredible where they go with just some of the, the characters, like just their story arcs, just really, really good writing. So it's, it's, and I think seasons three and four are my personal favorites. So it's only going to get better, I think, for you from, from
0: here. Yeah. That's,
1: a good, that's
2: a good show. Yeah, you should watch or at least give it a try.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you guys, I'll, I'll have to check that out. Did you, did you see the trailer for Space Force with uh, Steve Carell based on the same writers from The Office? It's going to be a movie, right? The TV show. Oh, the show? It's a I thought it was going to be a movie. Yeah,
1: I have. i seen the the poster. Um, so that's all I saw too. I didn't. I didn't see the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was, a, thought it was a movie though. It's going to
0: be on Netflix, right? Coming to Netflix.
1: Okay. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a TV
0: series. Ten episodes. Okay. Okay.
2: Interesting. Who else is on it? Is it correct? What?
0: Well, I guess, I guess that, uh, I guess what we could, you know, I think, what's the next big 10-pole project we're going to talk about? Harry Potter next. I was
2: thinking, I have to read it. I have to as soon as I'm done. Daisy Jones, Harry Potter, number one is my fir- is my next book.
1: Yeah. Are you an audiobook um, person?
2: No, I, I mean I can be, but I like I like pages.
1: Yeah. It's free on, on audio on Audible right now. If you want to listen to it instead of reading it, but I too, um, I I process better when I read.
2: I I feel like I I'd have to go back and rewind if I audiobooks, but um
1: I can only listen to audiobooks of things I've already read before.
2: Are they very yeah? You know what I'm thinking? I'm probably gonna read it, and then if it's free on Audible, maybe I'll just listen to it after that. So I really can't Mm -hmm. get it. Um, is it long? I know they're not difficult reads. Not the
1: first book. The first book's not maybe like three hundred pages. Okay, so it's not very long.
2: How many are there in the series? Seven.
1: Seven books. Yeah. Yeah, they get longer as they go on. I want to say book seven is probably like eight hundred pages. They? Yeah. yeah, they get they get long. They're like Game of Thrones, not quite as bad as Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is lengthy, Never but yeah, read. they get. Oh, book four. Have you seen the series though? Like I've seen the whole seen series. Game of Thrones, right? yeah, um, book four took me a, a solid year to read because it's just so. There are no. You know how there's like the main characters of the show. You know, there's Jon and Tyrion and Daenerys. Well, in Game of Thrones, each chapter is a different character's point of view. Okay. Book four, there are no main characters point of view. And I learned later that book four and book five time-wise run concurrently. So like you read book four and it's all these like secondary people you've never heard of and like, you know, it doesn't make sense. And then you read book five thinking it's a continuation, but it's actually, you know, kind of
2: overlapping.
1: Yes. So I was lucky enough to the second time I read it through to find a a website that um, will put the two books together um, chronologically. So you have to jump back and forth between four and five to stay like on the timeline, but oh. um, it's definitely easier to read when you've already seen the show. All the books are easier to read when you, didn't, you, know, you didn't kind of. Yet,
2: did
1: he? No, <laughs> I don't want him to finish now because you know the the show stops following the books in season five. Like basically, each book is a season of the show. Um, so when you get to season end of you know the book of season five, you know Jon Snow dies. And then the book stops so like everything after that is just tv show and i feel like you can't now put out a book because so, books are what really happened you when know when Channel you make
2: was revived on the show that hadn't been written yet
1: no uh-huh. that's not in the book know right. that yeah so to me like you know the written material is is truth and you know when they make TV series or movies off of books, you know, what happens in the movie is just entertainment and what happens in the book is what really happened. But I feel like you can't now, you know, three seasons later, go back and try to rewrite, you know, you can't change the narrative now. Like, uh, there can't be two different universes, you know, yeah, where it has some to people die, but some people are still alive, you know, like, it's, sure. no, no. That's,
0: it's we we boring. might actually, we might have to do Game of Thrones next actually.
1: I'm about to start rewatching it, even though I know I told you I have a whole list of shit I need to be watching instead. But every we, we, we go back to like the things that are you know like
0: comfortable. <laughs> we just, my husband and I. I think so. Game I think Game of Thrones would be a good would be good talking for. You. Oh, you could talk forever about. Would you,
2: would you say that um for Harry Potter would are the movies yeah. and books similar or like?
1: Yeah, yes, yes, but the the you know as you would expect the books have just so much more. You know, sure, just sure. content in them. I think for for discussion here, the movies would probably be better because people are more familiar with the movies than the books. Okay. Um, but for your own enjoyment, read the book. Of course, well, always read the book. But um, for like our you know kind of get together chatting, the movies might be better content to pull from. I can get that done easily. That
0: too. <laughs> It'll take a lot less time as well. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Well, that's about all the questions I have for you both. Hope we can catch up again. Oh, 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 last question. Gabby, are, are, you, are you doing homeschooling? No. Okay. That's
2: why, like, it really not much has changed for us other than kind of, like,
1: the stir craziness, the cabin oh. fever part, but.
0: Mm-hmm. Myra, are you doing homeschooling? How's it going?
1: Yeah, unfortunately, so um, it's actually not that bad because you know I, I have a an almost three year old who's not school, so a lot like Gabby, um, and then my you know my six year old is in kindergarten, and then um, I have a stepdaughter who is in eighth grade. Uh, my son, my other my son, oldest son, is in eighth grade too, but he lives full time with his dad, so they get the homeschooling, um, and she kind of takes care of herself. You know, she's one week on, one week off with us, um, so I don't really have to do much home schooling wise but oh my god kindergarten homework is kind of pointless number one um but when you have like a six-year-old who's just the most antagonistic person in the entire world and you tell him you have to do 15 minutes of homework it's like it's the worst um luckily his teachers um teachers um they make videos to teach the lesson so i don't have to do it we can just watch the teacher teach the lesson which is good. And then, um, you know, he makes his draws his little picture or, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But I, I think I would like it um, if my kids were older. I feel I don't like mind the school. kid still mind homework, but like.
2: kindergartner on Zoom is like trying to herd cats. Like, there's yeah, only so much attention. Like, you're, you can only do so much. Yeah,
0: there is no attention span, <laughs> um, at all. At all. Well, I look forward to talking with you guys again and reading some more of your writing. And you know and you know what, Myra, like you should definitely I, I I know it was sad and difficult, but I we used to always enjoy your post about Miles. And I I always yes. thought that like, you know, that's a voice that um and stuff that I think a lot of other women and parents just need to hear as well.
1: Yeah, it can it can be difficult, definitely. I mean it is helpful. Um, to write, and I, I sometimes don't know, um, I don't have a feel for it. if people are tired of hearing about it. Um, you know, I, it can be a lot, um, and of course for, for us, you know, for me and, and my husband, it's something that's never, ever far from our minds, um, but sometimes I feel like I'm constantly reminding people, you know, um, that my kid died, and not everybody thinks your kid is as wonderful as you do, you know, granted, my, my mom was pretty awesome. Um, so sometimes I, I try to kind of walk the line between it being too much. And um, sometimes it's just too hard for me to, you know, kind of put it together into, you know, like formal thought. But um, especially you know, when it, when days like what's coming up, come, you know, mother's days and birthdays and, and you know, Miles died on our, annivers- our wedding anniversary. They're so, like, that is, you know, tough and it, it brings up a lot of feelings and stuff but um i do like writing about him he's such a cool you know he was such a he was such a good cool dude he just really was i mean i know everybody thinks that about their kids but i really feel like he was like a special person in the world not just for us but just for all the people that he he met um he met a lot of people more than any other 10 year old probably really you know comes across in life so um, but thank you. That's good to know that people
0: enjoy,
1: enjoy seeing it. I, know I Read my book,
0: too, if you haven't. Okay. I, I remembered I actually do have one last question for you. So um, on Bill Simmons' podcast, they do a uh, parent quarter. I'm not sure if you listen to Bill Simmons or his podcast. Mm-hmm. So I actually was thinking a perfect way to close out this Mother's Day episode would be a funny story, a crazy story about, about the kids, something that they did, something that you did as a mother or a parent um or just just in general like a funny a funny mother's day story or a man, funny funny mother
2: my kids obsessed with my boobs
0: <laughs> say that again?
2: my kids obsessed with my boobs now it's like some weird i don't know what's going on i'm not prepared for it but it's just a constant like pushing buttons and i'm i don't, I don't really know what to do to stop it besides you know trying to teach her body body autonomy at the same time like try not to laugh because it's funny like i don't it's, that's really, that's yeah, my house right now. I that's have it. I have it. The time, all the time.
1: And what? I didn't hear that. Just
2: She's a little, she's a streaker out of nowhere, but oh. she's three and a half, and now is when she decided <laughs> that all the clothes have to be off all the time. She's like, Ma, I'm just going to take off my pants. I'm like, please don't do that. They're already off, but she's in the other room.
1: I'm like, okay. Like, um, that's, just, that's funny that you mentioned that, actually, because, you know, I have sons. Um, you know, so it's, yeah, it's the opposite. Like they're, they're in a different way. They're like, why don't you have, you know, like we have these, why don't you have those? Like, what is that? Oh, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so that's super fun. Um, but the, the, the best part about parenting, about having children for me, and I think we kind of talked about this before is like, you know, you, you learn how, um, like sponges kids are and how they pick up on everything. And as soon as something comes out of your kid's mouth that you always say, it's never not funny, so, like, the second, you know, you find you're always saying things in your kids, like, you know, stop doing that, you know, like, just the different, like, phrases that we have as you know, people that come out of our mouths often, and as soon as your kid says one of those things back to you, and you're, like, you can't not laugh, because it's, like, oh, that's what I sound like, and it's it's funny, it's so funny,
0: just the, the mm-hmm. amount
1: of, like, Personality that kids have. It's what was like, the
0: word? What was the
1: phrase? Oh, no, I can't say. I, you, you, this is going to turn into the bad mom's Mother's Day episode. You know. um, I went in the
2: car pretending to drive, and she goes, and I swear, I'm not kidding. I, I had a video of it. I think I've deleted it. Uh, sitting in the driver's seat, and then beep, beep, fucking asshole. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I know she got that from me. Definitely me. And so now when we yeah. drive, I try so hard, and if anything, and I, I I'm not going to lie. I don't really, I don't really keep myself. I don't, I swear in front of my kid and it's just, yeah, you know, so words yeah. I'll say them. These are adults. I try to curb it, but it, when I try to curb it, it gets 10 times worse. So I just <laughs> kind of have to let it go. But that was the one time I'm like, okay, she, and this was like a year ago. So I'm like, okay, she's a hundred percent a sponge. I have to be careful. I have to try so if i if I slip up um, it's always with us, sorry, don't repeat that. I know those yeah. are mom's words so she's yeah. she's a perfect any-
1: example, and I'm glad I'm not the only one, but yeah oh. it would have been it would have been a four letter word yeah my 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 six year old definitely at <laughs> about that age definitely went through an f word phase and would just shout "Fuck like in just all the time so yeah <laughs> oh and, and Owen's not there,
2: there yet, but she's going to wait until we're in public spaces, like yeah well, oh' be yeah. school next September is when
0: it's absolutely. This is the perfect note to end this on. Perfect note. <laughs> children, children cursing. I love it. Yep. Hold on one second, guys.